Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with light workers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Do you understand your body? Do you feel comfortable in it? Does all the sitting and thinking and worrying in our lives create a diminished connection with the native intelligence of our bodies? Well, my guest today is Anne Todd Hunter Brode, and she believes that when people stepped away from the forests and the fields, maybe their body wisdom went to sleep. And she knows that when we discover that innate wisdom, when we rediscover it, we can engage it to enhance our experience of living. So are you ready to meet her? Anne Todd Hunter Brode has focused on the relationship of body, mind, and spirit as it shapes the physical experience for more than 40 years. As a teacher, therapist, healer, and writer, Anne is a respected leader in the bodywork community. She's written for Health Source Magazine, Santa Barbara Independent, Huffington Post, and Somatic Psychotherapy Today Journal. You can find out more about Anne and her work at annetoddhunterbroad.com. Anne, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you. It's delightful to be here. You've said that while we use our smart mind every day, we hardly use our smart bodies at all. What does that mean? Well, Karen, this is something that I discovered over the last 40 years working with people and listening to how they live in their body, what they think about their body, uh, how they relate to their body. And what I realized was that they really didn't have a very good relationship with their body and um, saw their body as something that they needed to manage or overcome or um, uh, it would bring them pleasure, but it would also bring them pain. So maybe they wanted to avoid those feelings as well. And with so much distraction and demand um, from our mental capacities in, uh, in this world, people spend much more time thinking about things that are out there rather than feeling things that are in here. And sometimes I think there's a school of thought that says maybe the body, especially if you are spiritual in nature, the body is something to be gotten away from the body, as you said, it's something to be overcome or to be managed, that we should be running away from the body, transcending it. And what I read in your work is, is the opposite. We should fully inhabit that body. Yes, if you think of it, like what if you got, I say this, I've said this before, but what if you got to the end of your life and you realized you hadn't really been here? The word incarnation means to actually come into the body. And to bring spirit into the body really sets us up to do all the healing we need to do, to do the uh, consciousness raising, to communicate from our hearts and our minds and our spirits as one. Um, It really sets us up if we are present in the body. If you think of the word presence, um, uh, it has all to do with being here now. And, of course, we've sought that spiritually for years and years, but to be actually actually in the body, in your body, right this minute, I mean, just as we're sitting here talking and listening, to feel, you know, where are my feet, and where, where, where is my seat, and, you know, what are my senses telling me about the world around me, uh, uh, 
you know, like, is, it, is there clarity or is there muddle? Is there distraction or is there focus? There's so many ways that just tuning into the body can help us be here now. For a lot of people, that being present with the body, we I think when we've experienced trauma, we've experienced abuse, we've experienced hardship or shame, that idea of being present in the body might feel scary to some people. Exactly. And that's why, uh, in part why I wrote, wrote the book in the way that I did, the first chapter is about waking up and evaluating, you know, how it is that you live in your body day to day and um, how to then take that uh, awareness and design the basics of, you know, good sleep, good rest, I mean, good, good sleep, good food, good exercise, uh, good uh, aesthetics. Aesthetics are important, too. Um, but once all of that happens, then the next the next chapter is on stress and relaxation. And then after that, the chapter is on healing. Because once you get it all together and you're starting to pay attention, then it's time to do that hard work of healing and um, uh, bringing what, those traumas out of the body. Uh, there's a wonderful book uh, 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 by Bessel van der Kolk saying that, that termed, I think, it, I think it's, this is his book, that the body keeps the score. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've always said that the body holds our personal history, but we don't have to carry it like a burden. We can actually work with the body to get it to let it go, let it go out into the universe, let it, let it release from us. Sometimes it releases in the form of things that are painful, uh, emotionally painful, like tears or shaking with fear or, you know, an emotional expression, those need to move on too. If we hold on to those as well as the images and the personal history of um, things that have brought us pain, then we're going to carry that into every relationship. We're going to carry that into our life. We're going to carry it into our success. We're going to carry it into our uh, our ability to really feel peaceful and um, at, at home in our body. And I got the feeling as I was reading the book and listeners, this is a book that's so chock full of exercises. There are so many cool and practical things to do, things to think about, but also things to do. Try this, make these changes, sit with this. But as I was reading through the book and I had a feeling not of, well, it's time for me to clean up the mess I've made of my body and my life and I better knuckle down and this is probably going to be scary and it might be really hard and I better, you know, grip my teeth and do it. The feeling I had as I read the book was, welcome home. Welcome home to your body. Welcome home to yourself. Welcome home to your birthright (laughs) as an incarnated being. And that to me, that's beautiful. So when we're looking at those layers of abuse and trauma and shame or pain, there's what I'm getting from your work is that there's a way to drop into that, that is freeing instead of um, oppressive. Exactly, exactly. And, and after that chapter on healing, the next one is on the emotional body and how it really serves us in relationship and, it, and it expressing who we are and in our creativity. Um, it doesn't have to hamper us because of our old, old wounds and um, uh, history of uh, relationship. Um, and then the next one after that is intimacy and intuition, which includes creativity. Um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the payoff. You know, once, you, once you, you know, like really get um, what, you know, 
with all those exercises and all of those um, perspective changes that are in the book, once you start to line up with that, you really can see that there is the potential for mobility and moving beyond and, and really embracing your body and the life that you're living. Now, one of the things in the book that I had fun with only in a, <laughs> had sort of had fun with, but it showed me things that I know I need to work on is the body wisdom IQ test that's in the book. What? And it's extensive too. It's not like one of those, you know, Cosmo quizzes, you know, three ways to tell what your favorite color is or whatever. So this is expensive and extensive and it's very layered. Say a little bit about that body wisdom IQ test. How did you come up with that? And what do we learn as we do it? Well, you know, it's a, it's a uh, combination of all the, all the ways that I've worked with people um, and all of the answers that I've heard to questions that I've asked people about their relationship with their body. And um, I did it as a playful. It, it's supposed to be somewhat playful, mm-hmm. but also, also provocative to help you think about, oh, like, do I really um, treat my body as if I'm the boss and it's the servant? Or... Um, oh, uh, you know, when I, when I sit down to eat, am I really focused or am I just uh, shoving food in my face or um, feeling guilty about having too much pleasure or whatever? All of those, you know, multiple choice answers are ways to stimulate um, a conversation between me and the reader about, um, you know, really what's going on in their body. And it is, it is playful and, yes, playful and provocative, I think, is a good way to say yep. it because it brings up things, again, in a perfectly safe way, brings up things that then you can look at and go, yes, I think I'd like to change this. How do you define body wisdom? What does that mean? Body wisdom to me is, is kind of a gift that you get from tuning in and listening and, and um, respecting and uh, following uh, your intuition or, uh, you know, if your body gives you direction to do something. In other words, if you're in a situation and your body feels tight or you get tingly or, uh, or you know, like your stomach uh, starts feeling a little churning with butterflies or something like that, that you pay attention and that you know yourself well enough to respond from, from what your body from uh, the wisdom that your body is giving you. Uh, and uh, it, it means that when you show up to be intimate or, um, in, or even, you know, like, even like giving a public presentation or asking your boss for a raise, that you show up in your body and in that sense of presence and intelligence, which not only makes every word that you say authentic because it's aligned you know, with your body and your expression, um, but it also gives you the, this a sense of power in your groundedness and in your your uh, you know your ability to uh, communicate what it is that you you want or don't want. Um, so you know, like um, I think I answered the question. I could probably go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so as we're looking at that confidence, right? That power, that freedom that comes with yeah. body wisdom. What are some of the changes that we could be making with how we eat or how we sleep or how we move. What are some of those first steps we could make to start to tap into the body wisdom? Well, one of the, one of the things is to like really, well, we're just going to begin with eating is to really 
make eating, feeding yourself part uh, a, a, a statement of nurturing. Uh, so many people eat on the fly, or uh, or um, you know, or eat too much or too little, or you know, the, the relationship with food is such a personal one. And if you make it a personal um, experience of uh, celebration and ceremony, even in the smallest little way that you sit down to eat. Uh, I worked with somebody years ago who, you know, like actually made major changes in her life when she realized that she never sat down to eat. And when she just began to sit down to eat, it, it you know, completely changed her life. So, you know, to bring a little bit of ceremony into and a little bit of, of slowing down into the way you eat, into the way you sleep, um, all the sleep experts tell us that we really need to wind down at least 30 minutes before we go to bed. And, you know, really respect your body to realize that you're not in, you're not in the place of thinking about problem solving or, um, uh, or watching a dramatic episode um, on TV that, that brings up uh, negative uh, feelings. Uh, you're really in a space of winding down. And if you do that and then you get into bed and you get in your body and you find it, is there any place in my body that's still carrying the churning or the problems or the issues, uh, concerns of the day? And find that place and actually go into it spatially. Go into your stomach, go into your chest, go into your thighs, wherever you happen to feel the tension or blockage or or uh, um, and you go into those places, and you invite your breath to come in. You invite it to let go. Maybe you shake. Maybe you move just a little bit in bed. So that, you know, let your draw your knee up and let your legs slide out. Uh, lift your arms just a little bit and let it drop down. You know, just take that extra few minutes before you go off to sleep to let your body know that it is once again like with eating in sacred space to bring that concept of sacred space into um, standing in line at the, at, the, um, at the bank or in the supermarket. People don't often stand in line at the banks anymore. They do everything online. But um, So you're at the supermarket. Maybe you don't have to go to the supermarket either. But anyway, <laughs> you're standing in line. <laughs> you're standing in line or you're, you're like in, in those public places and you show up 100%. You're not off you know, like figuring out, so you take five minutes to be in that line in the supermarket and just be there and in an observation mode and, and see what happens. Um, often there's a little bit of magic that happens in those moments. And um, it's, a, it's a break from that drive, drive, drive that we impose upon our body from the time we wake up until the time we go to sleep. Mm. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Anne Todd Hunter Brode. Her new book is A Guide to Body Wisdom, What the Mind Needs to Know About Your Body. You can find out more about Anne and her work at com. So with that desire, when I get in line, I immediately pull out my phone, right? There's that addictive <laughs> quality that I'm standing Ooh. here, I don't know what to do, oop, in the phone. So that yeah. taking that breath, allowing myself to be fully present wherever it is, that I'm waiting, how does that kind of awareness, developing that kind of awareness, that presence, listening to the body, how does that help us on our spiritual journey? Well, you know, 
I, I, I pictured you in that line pulling out the phone, which so many people <laughs> do. And it's, it's almost as if we're afraid of space. So we want to fill it with, with, uh, with um, um, whatever, we, whatever we fill it with, food, um, entertainment, uh, news, whatever, you know, whatever we fill that space with, we're afraid of space. And the body has this wonderful ability to introduce us to our sense of space. Our sense of space is our sixth sense. It is the sense that we use when we go to turn on a light in the dark. It's the sense that lets us know where our body is in space and where space is in our body. Um, it's so developed by the time that we're born um, that we don't even recognize it as a separate sense. As a matter of fact, it's so aligned with who we are in the integral to who we are, that we don't even recognize it often as a separate sense. But to take that moment at the supermarket when you think you're going to fill it with, fill the space with something else, instead, ask your curious mind to see what space is like. What is space like inside your body? What is space like around your body? What kind of sensory input are you getting beyond the sense of space? Um, Many of us know about getting bigger and more expansive uh, spiritually um, by getting out of our body. Uh, and, uh, you know, one way to bring that back to the body is to actually go through the body to get out of the body uh, rather than just simply go, you know, like have your mind say, I'm someplace else. So, um, you know, sitting uh, uh, and meditating or in a park or just you know, like bringing spirit into your daily life would mean that you actually bring that sense of space into whatever it is you do. Um, if you are seeking spiritual connection, that you can bring that sense of space, that understanding of space in the body into clearing, for instance, your chakra centers. If you're sitting quietly, it's pretty obvious if you, you know, if you go spatially into where your central channel would be, it's pretty obvious if some part of that channel is not open. And so that, that's giving you a lot of information right there about how to clear the way to spirit um, because you want to open those chakra centers so they flow below your feet to above your head and back and forth and you are open in the, uh, before you begin um, uh, meditating. You sit and you pay attention to where is it blocked and you go into that spatially and you just, without, without having to define what it is or why it is, you simply ask that space in your body to be as expansive between the cells as it possibly can be and you bring breath in there because there's nothing resisting the breath and then you have that experience that the physicists now tell us and confirm what spiritual seekers have been known forever, and that's that we really are more space than matter. Mm. And in that experience of more space than matter, you really do expand into spiritual space. It's almost as if you don't have a body. It's this wonderful invitation and, and uh, to go through the body into spiritual experience um, through, the, through our senses. I, I So I teach intuitive development. I'm passionate about it. I will talk to you forever about that, so I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But what you're describing right there is, mm -hmm. in different words, the way that I teach my students to try to 
be from a grounded place, from being in their bodies, that they can connect intuitively because the only way we can connect intuitively or to healing or to find source or any of that is from exactly where we are. So everything starts from that awareness of here I am in this moment, in this body with my feet on the ground, with the way the light's coming into the room and now breathing in that space and opening it. I love that. I love the way you describe how we open to spirit. And of course, we're finding spirit, finding source, finding that space. We're finding something that already exists, not grabbing it and heaving us toward a, you know, heaving it toward us, not trying to pull it or constrain it. We breathe into that space because it's already there. And that breath is our acknowledgement of what already is. And through that breath, we can expand into it more. Love it. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) Now, I know we've only got about five minutes left together. I, you've got great, uh, tons of great resources in the book. One of my favorite resources is the troubleshooting index that's at the back because I can look it up and it says, you know, did you try plugging it, you know, unplugging it and plugging it in again? Did you, did you try breathing? Did you try eating? Did you try sleeping? What do you think is one of the most common things that people try to troubleshoot that they can troubleshoot using body wisdom? Well, I, I think that it's it's the, the first one in the troubleshooting thing about chronic tension mm. um, and physical pain. Um, uh, often this is such a, a complex thing if you think of it just from the standpoint of the emotions or if you think of it uh, from the standpoint of, you know, life choices that you've made or, you know, uh, controlling your environment or anything like that. But um, if you think of it in terms of your body, um, you listen to that very, very simple yes-no answer that your body can give you. Yes is expansion. No is contraction. Yes is like the, the willingness and invitation to move forward. No is when you get pushed back or that feels blocked. Your forward momentum feels blocked. So making, you know, those uh, 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 issues that you have in your life that may be precipitating the chronic pain or the um, uh, um, the um, uh, tension and pain that you have in your body, um, you know, like taking those issues and simply asking a question that maybe I would ask in the body wisdom IQ test, you know, like, is this situation serving you? Um, uh, what kind of change uh, what might I need? And then as you imagine the change, are you moving towards it or pushed away from it? Uh, uh, and then I give all kinds of places where you can go in the book to actually learn more about um, uh, you know, the exercises to do and a perspective to change to help you with whatever the problem is. And how can readers connect with you and find out more about your work? Well, you know, they can go online um, uh, to my website, and I have a, you know, contact me, and I respond very, um, very quickly, and um, I am, uh, you know, I still have a private practice in Santa Barbara, but, um, and I'm still seeing people, if they're interested in coming and working with me, they can let me know about that, Um, but they can also ask me questions, and I will field questions from that, that place of, of Centering, expansion, body, mind, spirit, heart. Wow. Thank you so much for being on the show. That's a, 
that's an expansive right there is space. <laughs> that's a beautiful, expansive offering to the listeners. Thank you so much. Thank Anne. you. Thank you, Karen. A delight. Thank you. That is Anne Todd Hunter Broad. Her new book is A Guide to Body Wisdom, What the Mind Needs to Know About Your Body. And you can find out more about Anne and her work on her website. Her website is com, And that's A-N-N-T-O-D-H-U-N-T-E-R-B-R-O-D-E.com. com. You can also find out more about what's happening in my magical corner of the internet by visiting karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events, find out who's coming up next on this radio program. And also, if you're interested in connecting for a private session, if that feels like that's in alignment for you, you can find out more about that there. If you believe, as I do, that especially when times are difficult, especially when the stress level in the world seems to be running high, especially when you may feel like you're not doing enough or you are not enough or nothing you do can make a difference. If you feel as I do that when we put our positive collective intention on change, that things really do change. And I do believe that and I've seen it happen. I invite you to check out Open Peaceful Heart. That's a place where you can connect for a free 15-minute guided meditation. We do those live once a month online, but there are tons of recordings from past sessions for you to listen to. Um, Openpeacefulheart.com. The idea of this is that it's a free resource for people from all over the world who want to come together for 15 minutes to focus on peace. So I commend that to your attention. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.